Good morning, Misfits. You are tuning into episode 22 of the Misfit Project. I am your host, Drew Crandall. As always, joined by Ted, and this time, the Ooh. personal growth master, That's me. Matthew Michael Sherburn. That's me. Special guest. He's a grower. How you doing, Sherb? Not a shower. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Excited to see where we're going with this one. Yeah? Yeah. How about you, Ted? I'm well. Yeah. I'm well. The weather's finally cooled off like a touch. So yeah, we had that psycho storm yesterday. Power went out. That was wild. Our building was screaming warning for an hour. I went out to like close my windows and looking across the street at the golf course, you could see like the wall of water moving towards the gym and then it was like chaos. No one knew what I was talking about that was like anywhere else close to us. Yeah. It was like just here. Yeah. I got home like 10 miles down the road. Dry. Dry as a bone. My house is the same way. I'm like four miles from here. Yeah. Like nothing. Yep. So we are taking a deep dive today. And the, the name of the episode is, is personal growth. It probably should be something closer to beginning the conversation on personal growth. It's not going to be easy to cover um, as much as you would need to, to, you know, have a master class in personal growth. But it's, uh, I think it's a really, I think it's a really good topic to get into because the basis and or the foundation of the misfit project a lot of it is about personal health very measurable things like very measurable things like um you know how your diet's going how your exercise is going all this different stuff but we get into the categories of the mind it can be a little bit harder to measure um and that really is the first step to personal growth is getting your personal health in order uh, we talk a lot about why we have things in the order that we do. And once again, a plug to go back and listen to episodes two through seven of the podcast. Um, we will continue to rehash that stuff. We will continue to sound like a broken record on purpose to make sure that, that all this stuff really kind of drives home. But to be able to tackle the topic that we're going after today, that first step really is personal health so that we don't have, you know, the the hormonal imbalances that can come from not being healthy. I mean, I just go back and if, you know, if you're unsure, if you're, you miss something, like listening to those podcasts more than once is not a bad strategy because it's very easy to miss something, like something you've said in a prior episode about sleep where you're taking notes about something and miss something else. Like I've gone back and I've listened to each of them at least twice just because that's how my brain processes. I'll listen to something and then I'll take a note on it and then I'll miss the next thing. So listening to it over and over again, might not be a bad strategy in terms of setting the foundation for understanding kind of where you are and where you're trying to go, which is again, the name of the game here. Especially those first five episodes that are so dense, right? They're so information dense. It's definitely easy to miss things. And yeah. you can go further into it. You can, you know, you talk about where you got some of your sources from. You can read further on those topics because I feel like you just kind of scratch the surface on a lot of those things and you could really dive into those even further and further. You spend hours doing that. Right. And I do the exact same thing with my notes. I don't necessarily enjoy going back and listening to my own <laughs> voice. It kind of creeps me out sometimes, but I go back and look at my notes. We can change the pitch on, on it. A, <laughs> just somebody else. Yeah. Stranger. I want Walter Matthau to read. Ooh. Well, yeah, he'd get like a transcript and read it. Is he still alive? I don't think so. I don't think he'd be like a 300 years old. <laughs> I don't think he's alive. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I I don't want to, I don't want to stay on it for too long, but I also don't want to skip over it. Just this concept of making sure that if you're going to to take a dive into your own personal mental health, which is the next topic in this episode, you really need to get your physical health, 
you know, the health within your body, everything physiological about you, that needs to be in order so that you're not applying. Um, we're going to talk a lot about, you know, trying to break down who you are as a person, but that is going to be altered by your physical health by, you know, are the feel good hormones coming out or, you know, the lack of those causing your depression before you even get a, a chance to, to kind of go in and do that kind of thing. So, um, step one for all of this is always that full deep dive into, you know, personal relationships and your sleep and your stress. And, you know, obviously it becomes all interconnected, but your food and your movement. And then as we, as we talk about in episode seven, I believe it's episode seven, the personalization episode, um, that's when we get to the point where we start to personalize things. And that's going to move us on to the, this next topic here, and that's self-examination. Um, one thing that I think is really cool about the community that we are a big part of is maybe if as a person you're not ready to like, uncover the pain and trauma of your life that, that would tell you more about yourself, but you are willing to maybe mimic that in the gym or in meditation, or in working hard in something else, teaching yourself that you are capable of maybe going to a darker place so that you can come out in a, in a better situation. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think personal growth is tough because it's really hard to sit down and like actually stare yourself in the mirror and say, I'm good at this or I'm bad at this. But you know, having an experience outside of that actual, like looking in the mirror and saying that, going through a really tough workout, or you know, meditating for 30 minutes when you don't think you can sit still for like 10 seconds, those are all challenging things, but they're working in that direction of trying to be comfortable with uncomfortable situations, which I think is necessary for growth. And I'm sure you would agree. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just this, this piece of, I don't know how to grow maybe in, in any category. So I'm going to take one where it's very measurable, where I can see it, where I'm not necessarily being quite as vulnerable with myself, but maybe with just, you know, kind of letting go and everyone you know if you've been through some sort of fitness journey has been through that yeah i know i mean obviously this isn't a crossfit podcast but that's actually one thing that crossfit has kind of given to me is i can use it as a point of reference so like i have to you know i'm thinking about going for a bike ride i'm like oh maybe i want to go 30 miles it's like well it can't be worse than the air force wad or it can't be worse right. than you know some hero wad i survive that so what the hell is stopping me from trying X, Y, Z? I have to sit down for a six hour block of editing. It's like, it's definitely not going to be worse than puking my guts out after a workout. It's true. It just gives me that frame of reference. And it's yeah. like, you know, if I can do X, then why can't I do Y? Yeah. Yeah. And you might, you know, we might be to, we might be broadcasting to, um, a more cerebral person who would need to flip this scenario completely upside down. They're extremely introspective. They you know, look at all of these things about themselves and they're after personal growth, but they're terrified of, you know, going for a 30 mile bike ride or, or doing any of these different things. So, um, using that sort of personal health thing as a teacher, but realizing it's not the end game, realizing that, you know, that the people, you guys that are listening to this, you are driving where we are taking this because you're responding so much to the morning meditations you're responding to a lot of the stuff that is closer to this personal growth thing than just the diet and the exercise and those sort of gateways that we use to talk about bigger stuff. And that's really exciting for me because then we can get into, you know, 
life outside of the gym or life outside of your diet, like probably has a little bit more meaning. Like yeah. it's also such a small portion of it. I mean, you're going to the, if you're an avid CrossFitter, you're probably going and again, not a CrossFit podcast, but you're probably only going four or five hours a week of that. Like there's a lot of your life outside of the gym and there's a lot of time outside, you know, when you have a meal or when you're prepping a meal. So having other, you know, other avenues to focus on outside of the ones that are very measurable, like, am I eating well or am I eating poorly? Right. Am I sleeping well? Or am I sleeping poorly? There are things you can work on incrementally and that's, you know, gives you more things to focus on because sometimes when you get fixated on one thing, when you fail, that tends to bring you into a path where like, all right, I just should give up now because I had one bad meal or I didn't sleep very well. Might as well eat whatever I want because I didn't sleep well last night. So right. having multiple focuses and realizing that you're not looking for perfection, but you're looking for progress each time you, you know, work on something like this, that needs to be the goal because there's like, I'm sure you're going to touch on this. There's no end state here. This is constant reflection and growth. There's no, I'm, I started at A and I'm ending at B. It's the journey to B the entire time. Right. Well then, and, and the fact that there is no end is the, like, it's the driving force behind why, why you would want to grow. Because if you, if you look at yourself and you say, you know, I don't, I don't want to go in there. I don't want to go into my mind. There's a reason why I've forgotten half of the shit that's happened to me. There's a reason why I don't want to do this. The alternative is spending the rest of your entire life having everything that you do and say and think and feel be painted by those and then you just die. That's the alternative. Like, there's no, you can't go there. It's just one of those things where, like, yes, it is painful, but again, so was whatever got you here. So was you know, the workout that you did or, you know, talk about meditation, like, like it can be really challenging to, to do these certain things. I did a 72 hour fast last week and the middle day was like, okay, it's crazy. Like, I don't know what to do with anything. Like, I mean, you, you worked with me that day and mm -hmm. I, I honestly felt like I was on drugs. I felt completely different. I felt like I was like floating around. I was in a very weird state. The weird. third day was fine wasn't really a big deal, but the second day was... I'm sure your body was figuring out, like, how do we balance blood sugar? How do we make sure that he's getting right. what he needs to, like, not, f like, fall flat in his face? Right. Like, that's part of that. And, like I said, the third day, you start to feel normal again because your body's normalized. Right. It's one of those things where you, you have to realize that small little steps will take you there and that, yes, there might be some awkwardness or some discomfort along the way, but you survived. Not right. dead, so... Yeah. So... This next step here that we're talking about is self-examination. And this is a huge part of the growth. It's not just like a prerequisite to it. It's a huge part of just this idea of understanding yourself. Um, for me, personally, my path to this had a lot to do with reading, watching videos, doing all, all of this different sort of research on people like Nietzsche and Freud and Carl Jung and Viktor Frankl and Adler and all these people who are essentially like the 20th century, like psychoanalysis kind of guys. And Nietzsche was a little bit before them. And I don't even really know what he was just a philosopher, like that kind of thing. There weren't necessarily the words like created for that. And I don't think that it matters. I think a lot of people get hung up on like, who's right. Like which form of psychoanalysis is correct. And I feel like that's just a wrong way to look at it. That going all through, perspectives. yeah, yeah it's, everyone has their going own through the journey of of what these guys talked about um, is a fascinating way to. And, and typically, the very first thing you do is is you think of other people. 
So you're reading it and you're like, oh, that makes sense that why this person is this way and why this person is this way. It takes a little while to get to the point where it's you're hard like, to turn it around on yourself. Turn, turn it around and like really look at yourself with it. But for me, that almost gave me a completely new set of like vocabulary. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, but it's like, it's like, I think one way that it was explained is like, you don't even know the question. Like you've never even thought of that question. So there's, you can't even comprehend the answer because you've never even thought to ask yourself what that is like, that kind of thing. So when you go through and, and again, read what they wrote or, um, I'm going to pull it up right now so that I don't screw this up. Stand by. If you go to the channel on YouTube, the Academy of Ideas, um, you can do like a crash course in this. You don't have to sit down and, and read. I know a lot of people, their sort of gateway to being interested in something is that like 10 to 15 minute YouTube video, which um, that's one of the ways that I prepare for the podcast is I try to bring myself back into that. Like, yeah, my notes are there, but a lot of times I don't even know what the hell I was talking about when I was writing in my notes. I'm like, hmm, okay. That was my interpretation of that at that moment. And that was maybe two years ago. So I might want to dig back into this. But going in and listening to this stuff is a really good way to like almost prime yourself to, to think about things the way that they thought about things. Um, but self-analysis, like just by yourself, can be a huge challenge. So the different pathways to trying to figure out how to examine yourself, how to get to know yourself, breaking down some of those barriers that we have could be in the form of professional help. I mean, there are people who study. It's job, yeah. yeah. It's their job. Um, if that's not financially viable for you or there's like you've attached some sort of stigma to it, my first thing would just be to don't do that. Don't attach the stigma to it. You know, try to grow, try to talk to someone, but you could talk to somebody that you trust. Somebody that, you know, can understand where you're coming from. Someone that, you know, in, in this category, you might need some sort of response from them. It might not just be that sort of like journaling style of like, hey, will you listen to what I have to say? You might want to, you know, vet them enough that you trust their opinion. But it's really important to, it's really important to ask yourself you know, again, is your mind this place that you don't want to go to? Like, am I the type of person where if I try to think back on like, what are all these things that have happened to me in my life that are like painting everything that I do and say, um, I was listening to a podcast recently and they were talking about whether we have free will or not, whether we can literally do what we want in any given moment, lifetime, whatever, or are we just the sum of all of the experiences we've had in our life. Right. We're just the product of everything that yeah. led up to that moment. Exactly. Yeah. What's your opinion on that? It's funny as that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, anybody out there watches Westworld, but I think the whole focus of season two is on that spoiler, on that same topic. Like, hey, it's hey, crazy. I won't, go too far. A little bit. I won't go too far, but it's one of those things where, you know, I 100% agree that, that, that I am a product of my experience. Like, the reason I act the way I do, the reason I do the things I do, the habits I have were instilled in me by other people, my parents, interactions with schoolmates, like all those things. Um, definitely Evolution of me. your species. True. Like there's a lot in there. I, I, I truly don't know free will. I would like to believe everyone has free will, but I think that there's like, like anything else, there's a gray area where, you know, you make up your perceptions, or you make up your decisions based on things that have happened to you in the past, which then 
teeters on that line whether or not that actually is free will or are you just doing basically what you've been almost programmed to do because of your experiences. Right. I, I definitely think that free will has to exist in some way, shape, or form because you can look at instances that happen all of the time where somebody is in an environment that guides people to a certain way and that person decides that they want to do something different. Right. They want to be something different. They make the conscious choice to be like, hey, I'm not going to do it that way. And they take a different path. And I mean, is that free will? Is that something that their parents instilled in them? Who knows? Right. But there has to be some level of like consciousness that's saying, I can choose to do something different than that of which I would normally do. And you right. can think about that. And I think of that in terms of like a scientific paradigm, like the whole like evolution versus creationism kind of thing. Like not to get too religious on you, but like said some point someone was like, now nah, this is how I think it goes. And everything probably up to that point was all, you know, this is how it is. So someone had the to creation of the, the creation of new ideas. Yes. Yeah, Where does that had, manifest from? Yeah, that that has to come from somewhere. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at with the free will. But it did someone instill curiosity in that person for them to take that path? I'm what I'm not then, trying to do is have the full conversation yeah. about free will, but dig up enough from opinions to say that I think if we are to have free will, we need to understand deeply why we are the way we are. If we are going to make choices to make changes to grow personally, we have to understand that everything that's happened to us in entire life in our entire life paints what we do and what we say and what we think and what we feel. And at first, that can be terrifying, that can be horrific. People have been through things that, you know, the, the three of us cannot imagine, cannot understand. Um, but we've all been through some form of trauma and suffering and these things, whether we, you know, remember all of it or whatever. And we can find that like commonality in the fact that if we go there, if we go find those things, and like, you know, you don't need to like make friends with your demons, but you need to understand them. You need to know where they're coming from and how they're making you act. It's, it's almost like you're like trying to like win this battle for growth and you have no clue who your enemy is, or maybe you do like that sort of thing. And you put it in that sort of context. Then you can say to yourself, well, I'm not really sure whether, you know, we could be arguing semantics with, with free will, you know, what's your definition? What's my definition? But if I'm going to have it, if I'm going to have some kind of say in, you know, who I was, you know, when I actually realized I was an individual and like, wasn't just, you know, I don't know what age that happens for most people, you know, early teens, you know, twenties, that kind of thing. Once you realize you're an individual, are you going to like, just sort of let everything that's happened to you drive you the rest of your life, like take you on this journey and you're just there to like watch or are you going to be able to say to yourself, okay, I, I have to find out why I am the way that I am. I'd like to partake in my own journey too, kind of thing. You don't want to yeah. be the one that's like viewing your body from like a, you know, a perspective. Like I'm just watching what happens. Like you'd like to have active say in what happens in, you know, your life. So rather than just being that person that goes into your forties and has the midlife crisis, like, oh shit, my life's almost over and I've done nothing. Like why not participate that early on? If you can understand that you can make growth by just looking at yourself in the mirror or asking yourself certain questions, 
Why not become an active participant in your life rather than just kind of going with the flow? I mean, that's, that's how I look at that. Like one thing I realized early on, it's like, I don't want to do what everybody else does. I'd like to do something a little bit different or different in my own way. And if you're not thinking about that type of stuff, I feel like you're kind of like a passenger in your life as opposed to the driver. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, and there's just, I think, I think people are afraid of going there because of, of that pain. And you just have to try to find that other place in your life where you've proven to yourself that you've been tough. Find that gateway before you go there and prove to yourself, like, I can't handle this. I've put myself through adversity on purpose and come out better on the other side, that kind of thing. And again, the, you know, what this is to you personally is going to be so much different than what it is to somebody else. And, you know, the level of introspection and the level of help you need will be completely different. But these first two steps really are about get your personal health under control. Um, and, and that's a heck of a journey on its own. And then once you're there, once you feel balanced, you know, from a health perspective, that's when that self-examination should take place. Um, and then from there, I mean, becomes so individualized and personal. How are you trying to grow? Like, what is your goal? Do you just want to be calm? You want to be less reactive? You want to, I don't know, own the Chicago Bulls? Like, what, <laughs> what is personal growth to you? What are you trying to achieve through self-examination? Now, I will say that self-examination itself, if you're honest with yourself and if you can uncover all of this stuff, will probably help with how trivial your pursuit is. Is that a game? Trivial pursuit? Um, I believe so. Indeed it is. <laughs> how trivial your pursuit will be after that. Like, you're probably not going to want to be like, I need that Lamborghini. So you need to focus on things that like actually matter. Dive of, yeah. yeah. But that's, you know, again, highly individualized. And um, once it comes to choosing your path of personal growth and what you're trying to improve on, I find that taking that lens that you apply to other people, like it's always so easy to figure out like other people's problems. Like it's always easier for you if you're giving advice or if you're silently judging someone, if you're saying like this person act this, acts this way because of this, like it's easier that way. Well, I was just thinking back to this. We obviously do camps for misfit athletics, but one of my talks was on ego and talking about how to use someone's personal battles with their own ego to reflect back on you and to help you decide whether or not you're approaching your training the right way in the sport of CrossFit. But I 100% agree with that. It's so much easier to turn that lens towards somebody else, but you should use that as like almost like a reflection, like they're battling with that. It's a good chance that some point in my training or what I'm going through, I can turn that same philosophy around on myself and say, am I doing the same thing they are guilty of? And if I am, how can I fix that? And it would be following your own advice you gave to them, which is, I think, and turning this lens back around on you is the hardest part, but that's a great way to kind of measure that. Am I actually attacking things or am I working on things that I'm telling others to work on? And that's, you know, I like to try to think I lead by example. So if I'm telling someone to do something, I should also be doing it myself. And philosophers and psychoanalysts and people that had no means of reading what the other person wrote have all come to the conclusion that when there is something that's really pissing you off that someone else is doing it's it's about you it's completely about you those things that you 
you focus on that someone else is you know has in their personality or whatever those things that you bring up over and over and over it's because there's some part of you that has something to do with that and when you constantly evaluate others you're giving yourself an opportunity to find out where you need to examine yourself like that's such a huge important part of this and i think what a lot of people feel like is unique about themselves and it's actually a a really big issue with with mental health is people attach themselves to how unique it is to be in pain and suffering people actually some people get addicted to that um, people get addicted to the fact that they're different because they're in pain so often and it's important i think to just sort of understand that the human race is collectively in some level of pain and that this path that you're trying to choose for personal growth is your true opportunity for you to write the story of your individuality and your uniqueness that is what will make you you these other things that have brought you to this point have have made what you've become to that point and then you can start to write your own story through self-examination and trying to grow and being like okay this is who i am I'm deciding who I am, why I'm unique, why I'm an individual, not these, these things where it's like, because everyone knows what that feels like. Everyone knows what it feels like to be like, that person doesn't understand. They don't know why I'm in this kind of pain. They don't know what I do. They don't know what I think. They don't know what I feel. Like that battle for individuality that you have inside is nowhere near as powerful as it could be if you confront that and then take a different path, like decide, like, I want to be this, this is, this is how I'm trying to change things. <laughs> I don't have much to say there. Cause I, <laughs> all I was thinking about the whole time you're talking about that is the conversation I used to have with friends. Cause my profession as a CrossFit coach has me working only a few hours a day and everyone always acts like their job is the toughest, but that's just the analogy I was thinking of, as you were saying that, like, Everyone thinks that their individual job is harder than somebody else's individual job. But rather than realizing that like your job is harder than theirs, you should just be looking at it as, hey, I have my own job that has its own responsibilities. Everybody has to work on their own difficulties day in and day out. And that you shouldn't be focusing so much on other people when you could take all that energy to focus it back on you, which I, I think is a huge part of this is understanding that, that focusing on other people's problems or other people's issues is a waste of personal energy that you could use to help yourself grow. Yeah, unless again you you learn to flip it around. You sure. catch yourself, you're you're having a shitty day and you're like, you know, so and so doesn't do this or doesn't do that or, you know, they're acting this way and then you're like, wait a minute, do I act that way? We've had that conversation do a few I? times before, so I know exactly what you're talking about in terms of like before you jump to someone else's on get on someone else's case, like flip it around for a second. Have you been guilty of that in the past? And if right. you have help that person rather than just put them down and say, Hey, that's not how you do this. Or you're doing that wrong. Or you're pissing me off. Like yeah. use that in a uh, constructive way to help them grow. And at the same time that helps you grow because you realize, Oh, I, this did happen to me too. Aside you, from self-examination, that can also be useful for like generating compassion within yourself. It mm -hmm. gives you the ability to be like, that person's acting like a dick. Wait a second. I've done that same thing. What was wrong with me that day? Oh, he's probably not having a great day. Let's go talk to him. Like it gives you the ability to kind of uh, empathize and identify Absolutely. maybe what's going on with somebody else. Yes. And then for you, 
that perspective, like knowing, hey, this is how I felt when I was acting that way. Maybe I shouldn't be mad at this person. Maybe I should talk to them. Right. Yeah. And, and empathy and concern for others and putting yourself out there to help is a form in a lot of ways of self-help. It's this, yeah. it's this, you know, I've either been through this and helped myself and now I'm going to turn it around so that I can, you know, go after that feeling again of, you know, helping someone other than myself sort of grow. And then, and there's just this piece of like, you are by telling the other person it's okay, telling yourself it's okay at the exact same time. And I mean, again, this, this podcast is the beginning of this conversation when it comes to this podcast. Um, I really essentially wanted to put this all out there so that people could start on this journey and then, you know, we can have guests who, you know, maybe are from the field of, of psychoanalysis or someone telling their story of their own personal growth or whatever it is. The, the three main points that I really wanted to be able to bring home today were start with your physical, personal health. You, you got to start there. There's just so much that can go wrong when we're not living based on how we evolved. I also think that like those five podcasts are also things that are super measurable. Like you're able to see, was I stressed out a 10 out of 10 today or was it a zero out of 10 today? And am I working on it? And am I seeing that number drop? Like yeah. you can assign values to it or you can assign hours of sleep or you can see, did I eat all four of my meals or all three of my meals clean today? Those are like black and white things, which again can be measured. Self-examination. It just might be not as deep. It's more, it's more of a concrete thing than a, a right. maybe an abstract thing, which and you can take the principles of how you've improved a concrete thing like your diet and then apply it to something that's more, I'm in my own head. Am I able to grow focusing on things that are primarily just conversation that I need to have myself versus right. a, a food or a sleep or whatever. And then after we take that step, after we come out the other side and really start to feel better, that's when we're going to again inflict that pain on ourselves on purpose we're going to take a deep dive into who we are and why we are the way we are and um again you know going through the education of all all of the philosophy and psychology that i talked about that's just something that worked for me personally um there's a ton of different ways to go about that um and then once you think that you might have just the slightest idea which is going to evolve throughout the rest of your life of why you are the way that you are. And I, you know, I like this part and I don't like this part and I'm going to try to figure this all out. Um, that's when you start to be able to actually choose the path that you want to be on. But it, it's, it's almost like we can't even start this conversation until we can take a full step back and evaluate ourselves like we would somebody else. And again, it starts from a, a physical standpoint. And then it goes into that, I don't even know what to call it, mental, metaphysical, metaphysical, your soul, your, you know, who you are, all these different things. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the podcast itself, it's, it's short and sweet, but I think it's a, an extremely important conversation and I'm really excited that the, I mean, we got a little community here at the Misfit Project, but I'm really excited that this little community has nudged us in this direction because yeah. this, you know, we talk a lot about. I don't want to call it surface level stuff, but you know, not as deep. Um, 
we start there. We start at that point and then we're saying to ourselves, maybe there is something more. Like I, I learned so much throughout my entire life through sports and, you know, physicality and, you know, being in the gym or whatever, but it has led me so far away from the gym that like it's it's just important to like, you know, really take this conversation and say, like, where else are we going? What are we trying to accomplish? Are we just you know, trying to be happy? Do we want to make a kajillion dollars? Like, you know, where, where is this conversation going? What sort of path do we want to be on? And I just think that the whole me- mental side of it is really helping you understand what's important to you, which is, I-, I think the biggest part of this entire podcast is that, you know, it's, yes, it's great to have good health. It's yes, it's good to get good sleep and stress. But I think all deep down, all of us want to really try to be happy and a lot of times the things that you think will make you happy won't necessarily do that. And when you get whatever you thought would make you happy, then you're not as happy as you could be. There needs to be some kind of introspection there. Like, why am I the way I am? Why does me thinking getting a new pair of shoes is going to make me feel better? Like, what is actually the root cause for some of these issues? And it's going to be a difficult conversation, but that's how I think you get past something like that, which is, again, not easy, but will make you happier in the long run when that's I think the ultimate goal here is to be mostly happy. Everyone experiences difficult times, but to be mostly happy is the goal. Yeah. The, I can tell everybody now that if you are honest with yourself, when you go through and study that stuff, you have like 10 moments a day where you're like, man, I'm a schmuck. Like I really thought, I really (laughs) thought, I really thought that was me. Like, like I thought that I was a true individual in that. And then someone from a few hundred years ago explains you to yourself and you're just like, oh, Damn it. okay. But there's, I don't know. There's again, that to me brings me back to the exact same point that I've already made that like that part of us is not what the uniqueness is, the individuality. Like we're all going to be drawn in by shiny objects and we're all going to be, you know, part of this culture that we have if we recognize it that's when we can decide you know okay this makes sense i'm going to keep this in mind when i make decisions moving forward i definitely agree <laughs> i much to say to that i mean i've thought about that same topic with like a new year's resolution kind of thing noel and i my wife tied to something about like we're not going to buy anything material for three months because both of us are guilty of buying material objects and things that would make us make us happy and we did it for three months and we actually spent more time together doing things and that's what truly made us happy. So that to me is just a little like N equals one experiment, but to me it made a huge difference. So doing this can really change the way you approach what makes you happy and what doesn't. Absolutely. You didn't buy any backpacks for three months? Can you believe it? How could you be happy? <laughs> it was difficult. <laughs> sure, loves but backpacks. I, I do love backpacks. Did you sell all of them? Not all, a few of them I did. I think Ed Budway has one, one of the guys at the gym. <laughs> My dad probably has a couple. Mom has some. I don't know. Too many. Sure spent a few thousand dollars on backpacks over the course of, was it six months? Something like that? Was, you had a backpack phase? <laughs> yeah, a phase. You really did, though. You were like, no, but, look, but this one didn't have the pocket for the zipper, for the no water bottle like, holder. Do you work for Go Rock? I'm so confused right now. Yeah. Non-sponsored, sponsored athlete. <laughs> it's like you're making me want to go buy a backpack, and I don't even like backpacks. I don't even, I don't even know what to say. I think we're gonna end on yeah, that note, ladies it. and gentlemen. We, that, was a, that was a heavy episode. That was a heavy episode. It really was. But it's a, an extremely important conversation. Um, 
one that I hope that we can continue to have, continue to find ways to bring it up, to remind ourselves that, that this is another level to the, to the, you know, health piece that we're going after. Um, the usual plugs at the end, we have a YouTube channel. We are the misfit project on the YouTubes. Yup. Misfitproject.com at the misfit.project on Instagram. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's all I got. That's all of it. All cool. right. Thanks for having Take me. Take it easy Thanks guys. Thanks for listening guys.